contemplate the workings of the inner being. Your eyes are wide open, but are you really seeing? Hey, hey, welcome back. This is Cole. Today's episode is going to be a little different because we're going to play for you, let you tune in to a speaking engagement we did this past weekend. Now, the event was the new era of human systems precision performance. It was all about advanced strategies for performance enhancement, age rejuvenation, and psychedelic science. And Tan, I spoke about psychedelics for human optimization and not just for healing. So that's what today's episode is all about. Some of the speakers include, I mean, I could go on and on and on, but I'm going to highlight a few of them. We had Dr. Dan Stickler, uh, Dr. Micra Hamilton, Aubrey Marcus, Jamie Wheel, uh, Dr. Mario Martinez, and uh, Dan Ingle. Um, There's so many, I can't even go into all of them, but it was an amazing experience, which is why we're going to let you hear it. Now, obviously you can't see the slides and we do something amazing called the Spectrum of Woo. If you want to see it so that you can actually see what everyone is laughing about, you can shoot us a message on Instagram, Cole T-A-H-K-O-L-E. Tag us, let us know you want to see the Spectrum of Woo. Woo. So with no further ado, here's today's episode taken live from our talk on Saturday. This is Psychedelics for Human Optimization. So before we even get into, first we want to talk about the spectrum of woo. Because you want to know where you are on the spectrum and I want to know where you are so I know, you know, where we're going to go with this conversation. So we've got woo and woo, well woo woo. And we have woo-resistant. Then we have woo-adjacent, that's us. We're there, but we're not really there on the spectrum. We're kind of like the Asperger's of woo, if you will. So if I break it down, it didn't quite translate, but if you're woo-woo, you're oracle decks and downloads from source, that's your good ideas. You only talk about the quantum field, angels, crystals, feather fans, Palo Santo, and you, you have a shaman, okay? When you're woo adjacent, it's mild cases of source or universe talk. Maybe there's sacred geometry and mandalas in your home. You might say something about your heart chakra, but only as it relates to science and shit. So then there's woo resistant, severe aversion to woo, talk of woo, rooms with wooey weird shit in them. I cannot stand hearing about quantum leaps that can happen if you write enough stuff on your mirror. So now that what we're here to do is to try to get the woo resistant to woo curious. So that's our intention for today. So word up, word up, a hoe. Word up. Can anybody just does does anybody in here not want to be free? Can you raise your hand? Okay. So I need everybody to do something real quick. Just stand up real quick. Real quick. Real quick. Everybody, come on. Everybody that wants to be free, stand up. And I want you to make the freest movement and noise you can right now. Ready? All right, now we all look crazy together. Let's get into the meat and potatoes. Thank you, you can sit down. All right, so, thank you. So, my name is Ta, and I am proof of what I do. Okay, I am 48 years old, or 48 revolutions around the sun. Uh, I am a grandfather of two. My daughter will be 30 in December. 
I was told that I would be blind by the time I was 40, and I am not. I broke my back in 2013, herniated a disc so severe I could not walk. I was told I'd never walk, I'd never run, I'd never jump, I'd never lift heavy, I, unless I got screws in my back and injections in my spine, and I refused. And I did a lot of work on myself. And I'm here running faster, jumping higher, moving more, having more explosive ejaculations than I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Don't let anybody tell you that age is a hindrance. I am living proof. And this picture was a picture of me in 2008 when I was living in a body that was built and designed to harness inauthenticity and shame. Okay, we build our bodies to the design of how we interact with ourselves and our environment. And this body that you see on these screens was built to harness shame. Everything about me was a lie. Everything that came out of my mouth was a lie. Everything that I presented was bullshit. Absolute hogshit. And now what you see is the body of a person who has been influencing himself to live in the truth. Not just not the absence of lies, but in the truth of what I feel deeply connected to. Okay, so this, oh, I went forward one, I gotta go back one, okay? So this is uh, the book and the album that I wrote. I was a musician, I still am a musician, that's how I met my beautiful wife, okay? Touring around the world, and I did an album about insomnia. I had insomnia for 30 years, I did not sleep more than three hours a night. Okay, so I'm living proof that sleep will fuck you up, okay? And that picture, on the left is me with no sleep for 30 years, well, almost 30 years at that time. This was me 10 years after that. And you don't want to see what's under this shirt two years later. You do, you do. Show us your I, ads. This, this guy's gonna cost you some money. Mm. <laughs> A little more than the entrance fee, baby. So, so I'm living proof that all of this stuff that Dan and Mike and thank you too for putting all of this together. Y'all are absolutely wonderful. I love you. Um, yeah, give them a clap up, y'all. I have done no biohacking. I have done all self-exploration and I can't wait to get into the epigenetic stuff and the genetic stuff that they've been working with because I wanna see, I wanna be that first person that gets past the young adult. I'm gonna be in diapers again. <laughs> That's, I'm going to have to do some work around that. Well, that's up to you. So I'm, I'm going to leave it for my beautiful wife to talk about herself. Thank you, baby. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about the work that we do, we got onto this path because of our own stories, not only his 25 years as an emergency medicine nurse in New York City. So he saw that side of trauma, the Western side, and then there's the living experience. I had similar Right, so I was sick, I was sad, and it showed. The thing is, I overdosed at 17 into a coma from GHB. I took GHB recreationally to come down off of stimulants because I believed it to be safe, right? And as these things happen, I ended up in a coma and then became a poster child for Partnership for a Drug-Free America, the US government. I helped set up education systems in this country and in Kosovo. And this was almost 20 years ago, until I realized that we are, in, we are disempowering people by saying, once you're an addict, you always are. And the more I got entrenched in that field, I said, I'm out. Because nothing tells me what I am. I was a baby once upon a time, I'm not a recovering one. <laughs> I grew up. I learned what I was replacing, which was human connection. 
not getting high. So the beautiful thing with Facebook is I get to look back at how much pain I used to be in. And this is only 2011. I had fibromyalgia, endometriosis, and ovarian torsion, scoliosis in my back, 27 broken bones from different accidents. I thought I was the luckiest unlucky person because all the shit that had happened to me in my life till I realized our bodies get patterned for pain and we pattern our lives to fortify that pain and that sleeplessness. So as time went on, right, I'm following the standard American diet, which also consists of soda, Ambien, and drinking. So that was my diet, right? So we can go through here and I would say, I pray that this will end. I was praying that my life would end. Suicide in my cosmology was too kind. And I got a clear message one time, Cole, if you don't change the way that you think about yourself, you will kill yourself with leukemia to do it in the slowest, most painful way possible. I didn't think I deserved suicide. And that's the life that I was living, even though on the outside, I had so much significance for overcoming so much. The truth is, it was deeper than diet. Yes, I changed my diet and my lifestyle. That was 65% of it. The other 35 was self-hate, and you can't biohack past that. So it wasn't just us. We got into health and fitness. We transformed hundreds of lives. They lost weight, but they always put it back on. Why? The stress patterns they developed since childhood. Their coping mechanisms since childhood. So it goes deeper than just biohacking, and that's what we're going to talk about. Oh, yeah. yeah, I got one here. So, like Cole said, I practiced nursing for 25 years in New York City. 23 of those years were in emergency rooms. I studied physiology, pathophysiology, anatomy, microbiology, kinesiology, theologies, ologies, ologies. I studied all of it because I'm so intrigued with the human body. And there's one common thing, just like Aubrey said yesterday, that I found in the emergency rooms all over New York and in my travels with music is that we connect through loneliness and dishonesty with the self. Right. So Cole introduced me to psychedelics when I was in my lowest point, when everything was gone, my relationship that for eight years had crashed, I broke my back, I was in, a, in, a, in, in the zero space. And I had a huge aversion to anything that would alter me. I didn't drink until I was 25, didn't try weed till I was 36, okay? So I was like, I'm not doing that shit. And it was the most life-changing thing for me to be in a space where all of the cogs came together and I learned to be honest with myself. Uh -huh. And so power plants from our cosmology are psychedelic plants that we utilize for empowerment. We don't call it medicine because we're not working with people who are sick. There are plenty of people who can do that. When you come work with us, these are power plants because we want you to be empowered. That's what we're about, okay? And so psychedelics is, uh, you know, there are, there are a myriad of things that alter you. And uh, Dr. Humphrey Osmond in 1957 was working with schizophrenics and uh, people with, with substance uh, abuse. And he was working with LSD and he developed, he coined the phrase psychedelic, which is the synthesis of the words psyche meaning mind and delos meaning manifesting. And it literally means mind manifesting. Okay, so there's nothing to be afraid of. It's not just crazy pictures on a wall with afros and funky colors in, in your disco, right? So uh, we call a lot of the psychedelic stuff that we work with entheogens, and uh, they come in the form of LSD, LSA, psilocybin, 
uh, in psilocin, which is the derivative of psilocybin. And for, for those of you who don't know, mushrooms are not plants, they are fungi. So please let us address them as such. Uh, ayahuasca, mescaline, which can consist of uh, Wachuma San Pedro and uh, peyote, uh, iboga and ketamine are all different entheogens. And so optimization is awesome. And we wanna talk, talk about using psychedelics to optimize you. And optimize is often a word we find in, in the, the self-help and the wellness realm that gets confused with the word enhanced. And they're cousins, they're real cool cousins, but enhanced actually is, means boosted, increased, or uh, uh, um, intensified, right? When you enhance something. And when you optimize something, it's in the, you're, you're in the position to function most effectively. So we like to say that something can be enhanced without being optimized. You can do this. And we wanna get people into a place where they're optimized, right? Because you can be enhanced without being optimized, all right? And so we like to say that bringing the human organism into a space of functioning the most effectively, the most effective way possible on autopilot, it means you don't even have to think about it, is optimization. And using psychedelics to optimize is not only a possibility, it can be a reality, all right? So let's talk about habit. Everything about the human organism is habit, okay? And, and we have Merriam-Webster's uh, definition of habit here, which is uh, a settled tendency or a usual manner of behavior, right? And, and we can probably all agree of what habit is, right? It's habit, everything is habit. Your atomic structure is habit. The earth flies around the sun as a habit. Everything in the universe has a habit, okay? So I just said that, so let's get that slide, all right? All of life performs in a space of habit. Two flies with the same thing, how about that? Right? We set humans aside, uh, what sets humans aside is the style of potential conscious awareness that we have, that other life forms do, have, do not have. And I say potential because you all know, we all know other people that are just not consciously aware, they have the potential to be in that space. And we can use that awareness to creatively design habits that we decide to make that aren't just programmed into us by our parents, religions, governments, and social structures. All right? Whether we realize it or not, this is something that occurs on the smallest of subatomic levels. All right? So let's zoom out a bit to the molecular level and then let's zoom out a bit more to the cellular level. And let's talk about the, the, the central nervous system. And we're gonna talk about neurons and neural pathways. All right? And so neural pathways are the connections formed between brain cells for purposes of transmitting signals for function. Okay, are we all clear on that? Yeah. Awesome. I just want to make sure we're on the same page, all right? These are the highways of habit transmission. And this is how we transmit it. So have you ever heard this before? Yes, all right, so let's say it together. Neurons that fire together, fire together. Okay, you probably have a neural pathway designed just for this phrase, okay? And the purpose of habit, for the purpose of habit formation, neurons are influenced to fire together in two main ways, okay? And the first way is by repetition. Right? And there's repetition with significance and without significance. Ritual would be repetition with significance. Okay, Dr. Mar Doc Dr. Uh, Mario, right? Martinez, right? Yeah, he, he spoke about ritual and that's one of the things that we can do, ritual. Repeat, repetition. Remember tying your shoe for the first time? You did it over and over again, over and over again, over and over again until you finally learned it. Learned it. That's a habit. You are now wired, neurologically wired to tie your shoe. With your eyes closed behind your back, you can do it, 
okay? The second way is by impact. And impact is boom, right? It can be trauma, it can be awesome love, it's something big. And when it has significance of your family or people around you that you love, it changes how that ties in, okay? So there is one more way. There is another. I know, my Yoda sucks today, but you know, what can I tell you? Repetition and impact together start to fuse things in a lot faster. So I want you to do something, right? Can you hold your nose? All right, and we're gonna say neurons that fire together, wire together over five times, right? At the highest pitch, you can all at the same time. Ready? One, two, three. Neurons that fire together, wire together. 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 Now, if you didn't know that statement before, it's glued, it's starting to glue itself in, right? We started making a habit. And when you have impact and repetition together combined with the significance of family, you start creating habits at a lot faster pace, all right? So psychedelics have profound effects on the way brain cells change in size and connect with one another, okay? They can change, they, they, the neuroplasticity is the space where we have the ability of the brain cells to reorganize and change their physical characteristics and signals of flow and function. All right, are we all safe on that? I'll skip that slide, then. good. So what does this have to do with psychedelics? You might be asking, cool. So neuroplasticity opens up the potential for creating neurological habits, right? And there are, they can allow access to parts of the brain that we don't habitually use. Right? And so there are two brain networks that we work with when we work in psychedelics, and that's the task negative and the task positive pathways of the brain. Right? And the, some, the, the task negative is the default mode network. Does anybody know that, that place? Yes, no? Okay, okay, so I'll tell y'all a little bit about it. The task negative is the thoughtful network. It's when you're thinking, it's when you're contemplating, it's when you're wondering about the future and the past and how the world works and all of that stuff. That's when that's on. When you go into the task positive, that's the get shit done side, right? That's when you're when you're when you're doing your task work, when you're when you're learning something, when you're reading a book. It's very task oriented, okay? And so let's take a look at some pictures, right? These are inversely proportional. When you're doing task positive, the task negative is usually shut off or it's downregulated, right? When you're doing task negative, the task positive is shut off or downregulated. When you get into a psychedelic space that task negative space gets down-regulated. Does anybody know what the most dominant side is? Default. Anybody? Good. Negative, that's right. Negative is the dominant side. We in our society today tend to think a lot. Think, 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 think. Constantly thinking all the time. And when we're in that space, it's hard for us to create habits from the task positive space because we're, our thoughts are overriding it, our thoughtful. Uh, use of the brain. So when you're in a psychedelic space, we downregulate that task negative side and we upregulate the task positive side from a space of awareness. And that allows us to create neural pathways around our habits a lot easier. Okay? So that's 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 the way it goes. They toggle on and off. So I wanted to get a little bit into that so that you can understand how that works and why it's so important is because like I was saying in the beginning, Honesty and telling your truth, okay, is task positive. Being in your truth, being in what you want, being in how you wanna operate is a task negative brain function. That means it is, I'm sorry, it is a task positive brain function, excuse me. 
It is a task positive brain function. And when you are in your truth, and it's just, I gotta tell my truth, it's task positive, you don't have to think about it. But when you get into task negative, you start to rationalize, and you start to talk yourself out of stuff, and you start to wonder why. And we become habitual in a task negative area. So what we do in psychedelics is we downregulate that area, we bring the task positive up, and then we start to move people into this space where they are actually being task positive about themselves and the habits they want to create. Does this resonate? Okay, I just wanna make sure we're on that space. So we wanna be in a, a, a space where we can get task negative and task positive to kinda of come into the Tao, right? Kinda of come into the middle. And that's where the magic is, okay? So uh, whether it's macro dosing in a ceremony, micro dosing on a, on a week to week basis or doing mini doses, this can help get those spaces to come together so that we can optimize the human organism by choice. Okay, and this is what's magic about it. And I'm gonna give that. Thank you, baby. Yeah. So now we get to get into the fun part. What's different with how we're doing things versus the paradigm that's been happening in the shift of healing with psychedelics. So facilitation set and setting, you have heard this, I'm sure, if you've even read some of the studies about using, say, psilocybin or other power plants. So the facilitator and environment will elevate or inhibit your experience, which means, or which can mean, if you're in a state of fight or flight and you meet with a facilitator and you do not feel safe with them or in the environment, your stress hormones can override even the plant itself and you will go nowhere. Or you'll go deep into that fear and trauma because that is what is being enhanced. Right, so who you decide to work with, discretion is imperative. And if you get there and your body's like, I don't know, this doesn't feel good, leave. The reason does not matter, not right now. And figuring that out in a psychedelic space could take a year to figure out. I'm just trying to save you some time optimizing, right? So when it comes to psychedelic experiences, you can be taken or you can be guided. So we guide people. Mm -hmm. Your brain is so amazing that if you had something happen that you said you will never think about, even in a psychedelic space, you will not give yourself access. You will still only allow yourself to access what you are comfortable to see, even if it's uncomfortable. So when we're guiding, this is a picture, we're taking a trip to swim with humpback whales in October, if you'd like to come talk to us. And what, we're, what we do is we're guiding people we can teach someone, say in a scuba diving experience in a shallow pool, throw them in the ocean, they're gonna see some fish. But if you wanna see all the little magical, intricate creatures that are hidden under the rocks and the parts of you that are hidden, that's what we are here to guide people through. We know the map. I've been in this work for 12 years and I'm excited I finally get to talk about it in this capacity. So what's happening in the current structure of psychedelics, plant medicine, is that people are fortifying the idea that pain is how we learn. Trauma and drama for transformation. So if I suffer enough, purge enough, see enough demons, I will deserve happiness. So pain is an incredible teacher. If you make it your mentor, it becomes a deadly mentor. Trauma and drama, trauma and drama for momentum becomes a habit. So I know people that have been in this work 12, 15 years that if they don't suffer enough in the experience, they didn't do it right. Because they're still in a high performance mindset that I have to go hard into the suffering 
so that I can get the reward. That is a habit and it becomes a habit of the body, not just of the mind. So out of a thousand or so clients we've taken on that we actually got forms submitted, 80%, eight out of 10, had one of two backgrounds if they were high performance entrepreneurs. Either their father was an alcoholic or he was emotionally absent in whatever capacity or the father gave significance and attention and love for high performance. At the core, those are both two different, they're actually the same core response, which is trying to connect for significance. One's just getting out of the home to find significance. The other is that high performance deserves significance. And that shows up in the body. Some of these I'm just gonna zip through, but the transformation trap is what we see most entrepreneurs and thought leaders stuck in. Tirelessly repeating a painful process for the purpose of momentum and expansion. And there is a point that that's valuable to understand the pain. After a while, if you get into your creativity, you can imagine after that what a pain could process could be without going through it. So what it can look like when someone's in the transformation trap, business is going amazing, the relationship crashes. They're in an amazing relationship, their finances crash. So what actually happens is the body gets patterned that everything can't be perfect and with ease or else there's no expansion and then I'll lose momentum and then I'm gonna run out of content for my audience. Happens all the time. So long-term or habitually, the need to dominate, conquer, or struggle for growth wastes time and resources. And if you're looking for optimizing and impact, you don't have to keep doing it that way. So I'm not gonna get into this. I'm happy to share this later and I'm happy to share the slides. Eva Lobo is an amazing artist who breaks down how our reality is created through filters, similar to what Dr. Mario Martinez talked about. Everything that happens to us, whether it's what our parents told us culturally, where we were born, what we saw on TV, the books that we read, they create the projection in front of us that we see. In a psychedelic space, when you're guided, we can see in your physiology where incongruence lies between your conscious mind and that body intelligence. Right now, if something fell on my shoulder because I have a fear of spiders, I would react. No matter how much I work on that in my mind, I have to be able to toggle the two to rewire the habit of the body to react. The more in reaction you are, the more out of power you are. When we're in a psychedelic space, we can toggle both and we can kind of play with them and push those edges or smooth those edges with intention. So it's not just giving you something and sitting you in the corner. There's a time and a place for that. That's not what we do. And we can always make recommendations. So we've identified three energies of evolution as it relates to a person's process that's drawn to this kind of work. First is snake, then puma, then condor. Snake energy is when you first wake up. You start shedding the layers of what you believe to be true, right? You get the idea. It's not a linear process. It's weaving back and forth. There's where a lot of health crashes come in this um, transition. Then you get into Puma energy. I know who I am. That's what I want. This is what I'm going to create. There's focus and agility and power. Now is the next time for a paradigm shift 
just like Dan was saying. Now it's the time of the condor. Condor energy means it's an ability to let go of the hypervigilance of the hunt. It's trusting you have the experience to be able to adjust to the winds. Condors bring the messages from heaven to earth. They're the earth's cleanup crew. And that's what we see as thought leaders, cleaning up healthcare, cleaning up some of the societal conditioning. And we have this on our podcast. You can get into more detail as why. And the, one of the most impactful things you can take into a psychedelic experience is letting go of why. Why is the biggest trap of your mind? You can say, what is this showing me? But when you say why, you may not have the perspective. <clears throat> Simply shifting from why to what or how. When we continue to make the mind the driver versus the heart, the resonance of what I feel, trusting my mind can guide me with what it knows, not trying to think that it already knows. So just kind of getting through here, uh, like I said, we always are happy to talk in more detail, but there's something I would like to end with. In psychedelic experiences, having music, having scent, Palo Santo helps anchor in an experience. So that's why it is so amazing to be in a space where all of those things are present. It's not just the woo-woo shit, right? And we actually love the woo-woo, so get me. Don't get it twisted, I love woo-woo too. We just are non-dogmatic. We're not here to take you from one box and put you into another. Tradition is powerful and beautiful. Tradition is a prison. The world is changing and evolving. We can honor tradition without adhering to it in such a way that we're chained to the past. We consider it. So no supplementation can override the truths you have buried in your body. Psychedelics are a gateway to open expansiveness. Are moving forward, we're looking to enter more conversations about psychedelics and what this paradigm shift actually means for humanity. And that looks like we're doing a mastermind with Paleo FX, Keith and Michelle. So if you're a thought leader, innovator, this is eight days, not only working on your business, but breaking down the compartmentalization. So if I can have one minute, is that okay? Just to leave us with something um, that has changed my life. Um, in the meantime, I'll leave this up. If you wanna get our information. So you can text, Optimize to 22999 and uh, we'll, we'll send you some awesome stuff. We'll put you on our on our email list. You can follow us on Instagram at TalkHole, it's T-A-H-K-O-L-E, and our website is TalkHole.com. Thank you so tremendously much for, uh, for rocking with us. A lot to cover, do now. Open your heart, open your feeling, open up your understanding, leave your logic behind, and let your soul that's been hidden deep inside mm -hmm. the time is now the time is now
now to open up your heart and remember how spirit can heal, how love cures, in order to reach the Almighty, we must first learn to be a Must